What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Creating Madness. I'm here with my boy, Ethan Carboni. Ethan, what's happening, bro? Not much. Beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Won my fantasy matchups this week. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, it's a great Wednesday afternoon. Just got out of practice. Um, really excited to record this episode. We're talking about the Big East. Consistently one of the most fun conferences, if not the most con- fun conference in basketball, just in terms of watching them, seeing what they do in the tournament, the legacy these teams have. You know, really excited deep dive into this conference. But before we talk about that, let's talk about our sponsors or our only sponsor, Unwrap Sports. Uh, to join their Patreon, you can be one of three tiers. Ethan, tell us about the three tiers. All right, $1, you show us you love us, you donate. $5, you actually get access to some stuff, which are discounts as well as a Discord server to talk with sports fans around the world. $10, you get access to all of the stuff I just mentioned, plus a signed memorabilia giveaway last month was Mark Ingram. So, yeah, we have some pretty fun stuff there. Yep. Um, actually, some breaking news in the college basketball scene right now. Uh, Coach Mark Few has been suspended through the season opener uh, due to his DUI charge he picked up around a month ago. Really big news coming from Gonzaga. Uh, really unfortunate for Mark Few and his team. But, you know, we got to get right through the rest of this episode. Um, getting into our sponsors real quickly. Ethan, tell us about our Twitter and IG. All right. So for our IG... At underscore creating madness, make sure you follow it. Posting anytime there's a new episode, as well as we have a college basketball group chat, which is going really strong. Then you have at ATR Madness for our Twitter, where we I'm pretty much posting like anywhere from three to five times a day about recruiting, college basketball news, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, or opinionated stuff. And yeah. Yep. And before we get right into the episode. Quickly want to highlight again our college basketball group chat. Really fun environment for anyone that likes college basketball and that essentially just has an Instagram account. We're talking with guys from all over the country, Big East fans, Big 12 fans, Big 10 fans, Pac-12 fans, you name it, they're there. Uh, make sure you just DM us or find Creating Madness and just comment on one of our posts, maybe. I have no idea. But now that we got that out of the way, let's get right into the show. So, got the Big East. Consistently one of the best conferences in college basketball, but their bottom tier is really, really bottom tier. And so got these teams ranked from 11 to 1, starting with the 11th best team. Ethan, tell us about DePaul. All right, so you have Romeo Weems, went to go pro. Charlie Moore, transferring. Ray Salnave, transferring. Polly Policap, transferring. As well as a couple others. But they do retain Javon Freeman Liberty, who averaged 14.4 points a game last year. They also have Nick Angetta, who averaged about six points a game last year. And they also have David Jones, who averaged five a game last year. And he's going to really come into his own this year as a sophomore, in my opinion. But they gain a couple pieces which are actually good for a team like DePaul because they haven't had many people that can actually put up points. You have Brandon Johnson from Minnesota, nine points a game and nearly a block a game. You have Tyne Grant Foster from Kansas, averaged three points a game and two boards in limited minutes. But you know what? Kansas transfer, DePaul needs all the help they can get. And you have Javon Johnson from Iowa State, 9.7 points a game, 4.3 boards, and nearly another guy with nearly a block a game. You're getting a few really, really good guys there and DePaul. DePaul just needs to step it up. New coach, they're getting a few decent recruits every other year. It's just a matter of are these guys going to be able to put up the numbers they can 
freshman year, David Jones put up solid numbers. He's just not getting the minutes. Hopefully this year he gets the minutes. I'm excited to see what DePaul can do in the future, just not this future, this year. This future. Um, yeah, no, DePaul consistently in the bottom of the conference. I think they should go mid-major. In all honesty, I know they're making more money in the Big East, but like in terms of just actually building out their reputation, probably go mid-major is the best idea. Um, moving on to our 10th best team, we got Georgetown, the Hoyas, Hoya Saxa. Um, to be truthfully honest, they had a phenomenal run towards the end of the season. Uh, they won the Big East tournament. Uh, they had Cutis Wahab go off. It was a really fun thing to watch, but you know, um, yeah, that's 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 just about it. Um, if they didn't make the tournament last year, Patrick Ewing most likely would not be the coach of this team. Um, and yeah, that's really all I have to say about this Georgetown team. Um, not many contributors to make a difference in this team. Uh, they have Dante Harris and Dante Carey, who will be a decent backcourt. Um, Aminu Muhammad is a new freshman they have, and Trey King came in from Eastern Kentucky. He averaged 15 points and six rebounds per game last season. Sorry, Eastern Kentucky. Um, and they returned Timothy Ogehefu, who averaged three points per game last season and three rebounds. There's nothing really to get excited about this team. Yes, they could make another tournament run, and yes, Patrick Ewing is known for turning under the radar guys to high no well-known guys in the college basketball community, guys like Matt McClung, Kudis Wahab, ETC. Um, maybe we can see a guy like Johnson Harris or Amina Muhammad go off and make a name for himself. But for the most part, we see Georgetown staying at the bottom. So, Ethan, tell us about Marquette. All right. So, the two guys that they actually have returning that I think are important, Greg Elliott, six points a game, Justin Lewis, eight points a game. The fact that those are their two important guys coming back says a lot about this program. Is Dawson Garcia, former five-star transfer, DJ Carton going pro, Theo John going uh, to transfer, and Kobe Ewan transferring. This team is made up of a lot of transfers and a lot of freshmen. They actually have one, two, three, four, five freshmen coming in, but they do have four transfers who are actually going to make an immediate impact. Starting off with the best defensive player in the Big Ten last year, Daryl Morsell, who for some reason decides, all right, I'm going to transfer to Marquette. Yeah, that silence really shows a lot about what the hell that decision was for him. But, you know, that's all right. They also have Kirk Huath from Oklahoma. I'm sure, John, you definitely have heard that name a few times before. I have, I have, I have. Average five points, nearly four boards, and a block and a half a game. Very solid defender. Marquette, it seems to be, you know, the former Texas coach is leading them in the defensive direction. Um, yeah, just to button real quickly, sorry, Ethan. Um, Chuck Smart is known for bringing in big recruits, but not actually making the team good. So I wouldn't be surprised next year if we see Marquette getting three stars, four stars, five stars, great transfers like Ethan just talked about, but them not doing anything in the tournament. Hashtag Abilene Christian. <laughs> yep, and perfect example of why Texas sports are bad. All right, moving on to the next transfer. Bro, come on, bro, come on. We don't oh. – we don't <laughs> – we, we don't we don't need that right now. Um, uh, Tyler Kolek from George Mason, as a freshman, averaged nearly 11 bo- points a game, three and a half boards, and 1.3 steals. Going into the sophomore year, he's going to crush it with Marquette. Marquette has – it's going to be a defensive team. It's just going to play like that. They're going to be near the bottom of the conference in offense. That's my only thing I can say about their offensive style. That It's a defensive team, and Marquette is going to flop. Yep. All right. Well, 
that was a deep dive into Marquette in itself. But moving on to our next team, we have the Creighton Blue Jays. Um, before we get into the actual team, uh, we don't know how this team is going to rebound with the minor racist incident with Coach McDermott. Um, actually, we do. Um, they had the fifth best recruiting class in the country. Good Lord. Um, Coach McDermott just went ridiculous. Um, he got four-star Arthur Kaluma, four-star Ryan Nemhard, four-star Mason Miller, four-star Trey Alexander, and four-star Rati Androni Scalalivi, who missed all of last season with an ACL injury, but he should be coming back at the point. Trey Alexander should be the starting shooting guard. Mason Miller should be starting power forward, along with Arthur Kaluma. Ryan Nemhard should find some minutes in there somewhere. This team's going to have a lot of young talent. Um, I'm really excited to see what this team can do. Um, they also have Ryan Calcaprener, seven foot one sophomore center. Um, Sharif Mitchell running the point, six foot guard. He's a junior, really great shooter. Um, he, what we're hearing from camp, he's absolutely ridiculous. Um, right at the three point line. Ryan Hawkins, a D2 player who averaged 23 points per game, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. This team is loaded with talent. Um, the only reason why we could see this team not being as good is because they have a lot of young talent. They have a lot of unproven talent, guys like Hawkins, D2 players. Um, they also have Alex O'Connell, former Duke player. Um, didn't do much for the team last season, but is just a phenomenal shooter, and he's also a great athlete. was on that team with Zion and RJ and all of them. So I'm really excited to see what the Creighton team can do. They're probably going to be one of the most fun athletic teams to watch in the country, but they're unproven. Could they move up? Most certainly. They have four of the best young recruits in the country. They have a lot of talent. They have a lot of unproven talent as well. Could they also not be that good? Yes, they could. But knowing Coach McDermott and how he does things at Creighton, they're probably going to be in the tournament hunt, and they actually could be higher than number eight. So we'll see. But I'm really excited to see this Creighton team, and I had a really, lot of fun researching them in general. So, Ethan, tell us about our next best team. All right. Moving on to Butler, just before I get into them, from eight and up, Creighton and up, these are all teams that could make the tournament. Yep. It's that simple. Butler, your only loss was your eighth leading score, 6.3 points a game. Jacob Colts. After that, every single player averaged 6.7 or more. You have Aaron Thompson coming back. Chuck Harris coming back. Jared Bolden coming back. Bryce Nazee coming back. Bryce Golden coming back. Miles Tate coming back. And Bo Hodges coming back. Very, very old team, and that's why they added four freshmen coming in, as well as Ty Gross from Eastern Michigan, who's also a senior, who's going to be a super senior. Average 15 points and seven boards a game with them last year. Butler is a very experienced team, and they are going to be able to turn it up when the lights shine the brightest. I'm excited to see what this Butler team can do. We only have them ranked at seven because the Big East has so much talent in this conference. And yeah. Moving on to number six team, we have Providence. Um, I'm really excited to see what this Providence team can do. This is going to be a more traditional Big East team that's going to be run by the center and the power forward. Noah Horschler and Nate Watson should be the two scoring leaders on this team. Um, Horschler only averaged seven points and six rebounds per game last season, along with half a block. But we should expect this guy, along with Nate Watson, who averaged 17 points per game, seven rebounds, and a block to essentially run this team on offense and defense. This team went very post-oriented when they had losses of injury to guys like Jared Bynum and David Duke. Um, but it ended up working for them last year. They ended up rattling off a ton of wins towards the end of the season. Unfortunately, couldn't make it happen in the conference tournament. Um, 
But I'm really excited to see what this team can do. They also added transfer Al Durham from Indiana. He averaged 11.3 points um, with Indiana last season. They also keep A.J. Reeves from going to the NBA. He's a senior who averaged 10 points per game last season as a junior, along with three rebounds and two assists per game. Uh, Jared Bynum should be running the floor general position for this team as he averaged six rebounds per game and four assists per game. But this team is going to be a lot of returning players from last year. And I'm really excited to see what they can do just in general. Uh, I don't really have much to say. Ed Cooley is usually really good with teams like this, teams that are returning. Um, he's also known for producing NBA-level draft picks in recent years like Chris Dunn. So we could see maybe a guy like Nate Watson end up doing a lot this season, getting himself with a high draft pick. But I would say this team is very questionable. You know, we really don't know what the team's going to do. Uh, but Ed Cooley usually has his teams going in the right direction. So we could see this team having a high tournament position, being maybe around 8th seed, 7th seed, or we can see him not making the tournament. So we'll see. But Ethan, tell us about the next best team. All right, moving into St. John's. There's actually a lot to talk about this team because they have two of their best players returning, Posh Alexander and Julian Champagne. Champagne is obviously Justin Champagne's brother who went to Pittsburgh last year and is now in the NBA. But you could argue that Julian might be better, averaging 19.8 points a game, 7.4 boards, 1.4 steals, and a block a game. Julian's going to the NBA after the season, no doubt about it. The fact that he stayed at St. John's really shows he wants to take this team to the next level. Him and Posh Alexander are going to be the most lethal duo in the Big East, potentially. They did lose Rasheem Dunn, Isaiah Moore, Vince Cole, Marcus Earlton to the transfer portal, but that's fine because in the transfer portal, they got Tarek Coburn from Hofstra, 15 points a game. Montez Mathis from Rutgers, 8 points a game. You have Joel Soriano coming in from Fordham, 10 points and 9 boards a game. And you have Aaron Wheeler from Purdue, 4 points, 4.4 boards a game. And Steph Smith from Vermont, 13.6 points a game. St. John's has a lot of new guys coming in. But if they can just all fit around the team that is built with Posh Alexander, Dylan Adewasu, and Julian Champagne, the Johnnies should definitely take off. Or the Red Storm, my bad. Uh, we call them we call them the Red Men, the Red Storm, you know, anything any way that works, you know. But uh moving on to our next team, entering our top three. Wait. Entering our top three. No, we're still top at number four. four. Top four. Yeah. I thought we were in our top three because I was actually looking at the Seton Hall team during my research and I was so excited to talk about them that I thought we were in our top three. But there's still three more teams that we could see even being better than the Seton Hall team. Um, but they have Gadari Richardson, transfers from Syracuse, who averaged seven points per game last season, along with three assists and over one and a half steals per game. They're returning at the guard spots, Miles Kale and Jared Roden. Um, they averaged a combined 27 points per game. 10 rebounds and two assists along with two over two steals per game and about half a block together. These two guys are going to be running this conference from the guard spots. This could be one of the best guard duos, if not the best guard duo in the country. I'm really excited to see what Roden and Kale could do. Um, and lastly, manning the forward big man spots. We have Alex, we have Alexis Yetna from South Florida. 6'8 redshirt senior who averaged 10 points per game last season, seven boards and a little under a block. Um, and at the center position, we have a front runner for defensive player of the year and Aiko Biaku, who averaged five points per game, five rebounds, and three blocks. Three blocks last season. 
after averaging only 5-5. Five and five. This guy is going to be nuts if they give him enough playing time. Keep in mind, he is seven foot two, and but he is a redshirt senior. Um, this team is very, very old. We have Kale, Roden, Yetna, Obayagu, Jameer Harris coming off the bench. Uh, we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, Bryce Aiken, we'll also talk about in just a second. And Trey Jackson, we're all seniors. This team is going to be very senior-led. And, you know, with Kevin Willard's five-year NCAA tournament streak coming to an end last season, we can see them getting right back into this tournament with this very old and experienced team. Um, you know, quickly, they also have a lot of depth to this team. Every single spot on the floor has a good backup, um, including the guard spots, who will be run by Bryce Aiken and Jameer Harris. Harris averaged 21 points with American last season, along with adding in four assists and a steal. And Bryce Aiken was perennially one of the best players in the Ivy League before he transferred to Seton Hall last season, where he averaged six points and one and a half assists with the Pirates last season. Um, Brandon Weston's 6'5 forward who looks to contribute as a backup uh, power forward. And Trey Jackson is a redshirt sophomore who looks to contribute at the guard spot. I mean, not the guard spot, at the forward spot, along with Tyree Samuel, a junior last season, 6'10, who averaged five points per game, three rebounds, and a little under a block. He looks to contribute at the center spot. This team has a lot of depth. They're one of the older teams in college basketball. They have some great transfers. I'm really excited to see what this team can do. I think they're going to mesh a little bit. You know, having a transfer starting point guard and most likely backup point guard is going to be a little hard in terms of figuring out early in the season. But I think by the time conference play runs around, this team will be a force to be messed with, along with the fact that Kevin Willard is a phenomenal coach. As I said previously, before the COVID season, which messed up a lot of teams' groove, they had a five-year tournament um, entry streak, and I think that they'll be uh, six out of seven, if you know what I mean. I think they're going to be back in it, and they're going to have a very high seed. So, with that being said, moving into our top three now, Ethan, tell us about our third-best team. All right, we're moving into the Xavier Musketeers. I personally had this team at number two, but John convinced me, oh, we can move them down a spot. I, But this team is going to be competing. They should be competing realistically. They should be a top four seed. They've been a number two seed for a few years in the past decade. And I think this team might be one of their better teams that they put together. You have Paul Scruggs returning, super senior. I think the super senior move might have been the best move the NCAA has ever made. One of them for sure. And then you have Zach Fremantle, a former interviewee on our show, who averaged 16 points a game last year. So he's in for a big year coming into his junior year. You have Scruggs, who averaged 14 and 6. So just those two players alone are huge to have. You have Nate Johnson coming back as another, you know, fifth-year super senior who averaged 11.4 points a game. This team has a lot of depth because of their old age and they have Dwan Odom coming back 6.6 points a game Kai Kai Tandy another 6.6 point game scorer off the bench and then you have Adam Kunkel a 7 point per game scorer and let's just talk about the two transfers they got starting off with the player that's not necessarily the better one but still very good Jerome Hunter Indiana transfer 6.3 points a game 3 rebounds uh, I think I know where you're going with this, and I do, actually. Justin Smith. So, uh, yep. if, honestly, if Joe Hunter can just be half of Justin Smith, obviously he's not necessarily as good. If he can just be a half Justin Smith, Xavier has a very good player coming off their bench. Then you have Jack Dunge from Iowa, 7-foot 
backup center will be the starter this year. It looks like average seven and five off the bench for Iowa last year. The Xavier team's scary. They have a lot of freak athletic scoring and a lot of deep shooters as well as defense. Should be a very entertaining team to watch for Big East basketball. Speaking of entertaining teams to watch for Big East basketball, we have our number two team in the conference, one of the best teams in the country most likely, probably going to be a top 25 team consistently throughout the year. Uh, we have the UConn Huskies. Um, this team is going to have a three-man monster at the guard spot, manned by R.J. Cole, Tyrese Martin, and Andre Jackson. Cole and Tyrese Martin were big contributors in the team last year, with both of them being seniors this year. Cole averaged 12 points per game, around five assists per game, and a little over a steal, while Martin averaged 10 points per game, seven and a half rebounds at the guard spot, mind you, and a steal per game. Andre Jackson was a sophomore last season, looks to contribute in the spot um, with the loss of James Booknight. He averaged three points per game, three rebounds, one and a half um, assists, and a little under steal per game. So what does this mean? This is going to be a very guard-oriented team like it was last year. We're not going to see anybody taking like 20, 25 shots per game like Booknight was last year, but this team is going to have a lot of fun shooting guards with RJ Cole and Tyrese Martin. Uh, this team also is going to have a very, very good front court. Isaiah Wally is a redshirt senior who averaged – eight points per game and six rebounds last season with the team averaged 2.6 blocks, which is ridiculous. And sophomore Adam Sonogo is in the running for defensive player of the year, along with Isaiah Wiley, where he averaged seven points for the 7.3 points per game, five rebounds per game, and a little under a block. But we've been hearing from UConn's camp that this guy is going to be a phenomenal defensive monster last year alongside Isaiah Wallace. So look for, Look for essentially two duos to take over this conference this year. We have RJ Cole and Tyrese Martin at the guard spots. We have Isaiah Wally and Adam Sonogo in the front court. So make sure you watch out for those guys. There's not a lot of depth to this team, but the depth they do have is very good. Tyler Pauly is a redshirt senior who averaged eight points per game and two points per game last season with the team. Um, and ACOG, ACOG, phenomenal name, averaged um, 1.3 points per game and a little under a block. But this guy is freaky athletic, so make sure you watch out for him. Rashul Diggins is also one of their best freshman grabs of the year. He's a 6'1 guard who is a very high-scoring threat. Um, but really, outside of that, they're not going to have much depth off the bench. This team is a very starting five-reliant lineup. But I think that this team has a lot of potential uh, to not only be a team in this conference that qualifies the tournament but make a deep run with their experience at the guard spots. You know, As we always say, team with really with two really experienced guards – usually make it far in the tournament. And the last time they had two really experienced cards um, with Adam Boatwright and Chapaz Napier, they won a national championship. So you never know. And I'm really excited to see what this team can do. So Ethan, tell us about our number one team and arguably one of the best teams in the country. All right. You have Villanova. I yep. think just saying that right there, that should be enough. But obviously we're going to go into it. Colin Gillespie coming back for the extra year. of Justin Moore, Jermaine Samuels. Coming back to the extra year, we have Caleb Daniels, Brandon Slater, Brian Antoine, all coming back, and then you also have Trey Patterson coming in as an early enrollee. That's perfect. They only have one, in my opinion, extremely key loss, which will hurt them. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he was the big best big man. I'm not gonna say in the country, but for sure in the Big East. And that loss is going to hurt. But for the main part, that's going to help them here. Gillespie and Samuels and more. Those three are going to be the best triplet in the entire country, in my opinion. 
And I could very well see all three of those players putting up anywhere from 13 to 17 points a game. Maybe even more than that for Gillespie. The bench is a bit weaker, but Antoine's going to have to take the next step. Patterson's going to have to take the step, next step, and Eric Dixon are all going to have to take the next step. I'm excited to see what the Villanova team can do this year. There should be a one seed in March Madness, but you know what? You never know. We know how crazy college basketball can be. All right. Um, that's about the biggest conference. That's all we have to say. Point is, this conference can be super fun to watch. A lot of teams be flying out of nowhere. We see around four or five to maybe even six tournament contenders about of these 11 teams. Um, if you like this episode, make sure you check out our socials. Ethan, what are they once again? At ATR Madness for Twitter, at underscore creating madness for Insta. Make sure you guys follow them, check them out. We're almost at 100 on Twitter. And just a reminder, if and when we get to 1,000 followers on either of our socials, we have a very fun giveaway plan for you guys. Yep. So make sure you start the contributions. Be in the first double digits for both of them. That would be super cool. But outside of that, that's all I have. That's all Ethan has. We'll see you guys next episode.